Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, good morning, Buffalo. It's Dominic Cortez and Hammer Time Radio starts right here, right now. When you want the work done right. Leaking roof? Need new windows? Looking to remodel your kitchen or bath? You've come to the right place and the right time. Broadcasting on News Radio 930 WBEN since 1989, this is Hammer Time Radio. Now, your host, your man for home improvements, Dominic Cortese. Good morning, homeowners, and welcome once again to Hammer Time Radio here on WBEN. Dominic Cortese with you with another edition of Hammer Time Radio. This Saturday morning, a special show, we invited Paul Gorsica in. He's an Erie County fire instructor. And good morning, Paul. Good morning. How are you today? I am fantastic. Thank you for the invite to come in and speak with your listeners. Absolutely. Paul uh, is an Erie County fire instructor, and he teaches firemen around the community about uh, how to combat fires. And he's added to his repertoire recently how to fight a lithium-ion battery fire. Quite a challenging undertaking to fight that kind of fire, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, Lithium-ion batteries, lithium-ion fires, um, some emerging technology, um, something that's been around for a little bit of time, but I think now um, we've been seeing a lot more public awareness Mm -hmm. when it comes to lithium-ion. So special attention uh, needs to be paid when it involves lithium-ion batteries and lithium-ion fires. And the biggest problem is the temperature that they burn at? Absolutely. So um, anything that involves a lithium-ion battery, we're talking about a, um, an exothermic reaction that causes a tremendous amount of heat, um, which in many cases can be very difficult to extinguish. Mm-hmm. So let's start with uh, explaining exactly what is a lithium-ion battery. Absolutely. So um, lithium-ion battery is basically for a, a very simplistic, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't claim to be a scientist or an engineer. Um, so um Many of my research that has been done on, the, on this topic comes um, directly from, from the fire service. But your lithium-ion batteries are basically a type of battery which uses reversible reduction of lithium ions to, um, to store energy. Um, so in, in a very simplistic way, that is what a lithium-ion battery is. It, it's using those lithium ions to store energy. And research has found very recently that lithium-ion is a very cheap um, way to produce energy mm-hmm. um, and is also very widely accepted now as kind of the mainstay when it comes to battery power because it's so easily and uh, it can be recharged very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so and of course we see them in everything. 
Absolutely. Cell phones, toys, computers, and of course, cars. Absolutely. So you, I don't think that anyone can um, get up in the morning and start their day and continue their day without running into some form of a lithium-ion battery in some aspect of their life. And of course, another uh, big part of what might be coming down the down the line here is uh, the battery storage towers, the power wall towers. Those are also lithium-ion. Absolutely. So. Um, some of the things that are kind of coming out in emerging technology now are, are the power walls that individuals can be utilizing in their own homes. Um, and then also the, the energy storage systems or the electric storage systems, the ESS, which a lot of municipalities um, or even private entities can use um, to kind of um, uh, beef up the power grid, so to speak. So mm-hmm. um, we see that coming out as well in, you know, in, in our area and, and across, the, across the nation and across the world. So firemen are at risk when they combat a lithium-ion battery, isn't that true? Absolutely. There's a, there's a lot of dangers that are posed to first responders um, when it comes to lithium-ion battery fires. Mm-hmm. Explain what they are. Sure. So um, very simplistically, when that battery um, goes into thermal, thermal runaway, um, and that is a term that's used basically to, to describe the exothermic reaction that takes place. So there's a failure within that battery. And that failure causes the exothermic reaction, which superheats. Um, it's, it's an uncontrolled amount of heat within that particular battery cell. Um, so when we talk about thermal runaway, it, it, it is that reaction. And that reaction and the contents of that battery um, off-gas. Um, and they off-gas a number of products. Um, the products that are off-gas that pose a lot of risk to firefighters and first responders um, are hydrogen fluoride, um, hydrogen gas, um, carbon monoxide. So we have a lot of uh, hazardous gases that are given off that pose a lot of threat to, to firefighters. The, the other threats that we see with lithium-ion battery fires, because they burn so hot, um, they are a challenge to extinguish uh, with traditional methods. Um, and, and what I mean by that is um, when we have a lithium-ion battery fire, um, whether it's involved in a home or in, or in a vehicle, um, it's going to take a tremendous amount of time and a tremendous amount of water because that exothermic reaction is so hot um, that it, it takes a lot to be able to cool those cells. So there's no other way to combat it except copious amounts of water. Copious amounts of water and time are really the only two methods. So it basically burns itself out. A- absolutely. And you're controlling the spread with water. Absolutely, yeah. So we're, we're, the, the exposure control is, is um, very important when it comes to fires that involve lithium ion, um, but it's that copious amounts of water um, and, and time to basically cool those cells um, enough that that fire goes out. Any idea as to what makes a lithium-ion battery fail? Absolutely. So there's, there's several reasons why lithium-ion batteries fail. Um, and the um, Fire Safety Research Institute, with which uh, is, is a part of UL, uh, the Underwriters Laboratories, have really kind of defined um, several ways in which batteries fail. And I think the most common ways that we see batteries failing um, is the overcharging of batteries. And that really comes from individuals who are using um, lithium-ion batteries, whether it's in a, in a cell phone, in a e-mobility device, potentially even a car, um, but that becomes overcharged. Um, so they don't have triggers to turn off the charging? There are, there are some safety mechanisms um, that, that do exist within lithium-ion batteries themselves to... Um, basically combat that thermal runaway, that exothermic reaction from happening. Um, The problem becomes, and I think it's a a product of um, society sometimes, is that we are looking for, obviously, the cheapest and fastest way to do things. Um, And what that means is that if we have a lithium-ion device 
and that comes with maybe one charger from the manufacturer. We look to seek out you know additional ways to charge, faster ways to charge, and we often turn to um, the the online marketplace of the world, and maybe we're purchasing additional battery packs or um, additional charging stations for those particular devices that may not be what the manufacturer had intended, number one, and they may not be inspected by UL. Um, So kind of an aftermarket might be, you know, Chinese product. Absolutely. Something that that is not intended, that was not provided with that particular lithium ion battery um, that the the consumer will purchase and will utilize and will will cause uh, an issue with that battery pack and then we'll send that into into an overcharging thermal runaway that exothermic reaction and then unfortunately we'll we'll start a fire everything you need to know this saturday morning about lithium-ion batteries paul gorsica erie county fire instructor he has uh become an expert on the subject and we invite you to participate in the program at 803-0930 outside the 716 it's a toll-free call at 1-800-616-WBEN when you're driving about Western New York, stop by and check out the Come Home to Cortese showroom at 9074 Main Street in Clarence. Love to give you a grand tour and also uh, show you all of our products and services uh, that we have on hand, including our cooking school, which, by the way, the pizza class is coming up. Can't wait for this. Uh, limited uh, spots are still available. This is uh, an outside event uh, in our courtyard with our brand new Uni pizza oven and Chef Jerry Clemente making dough from scratch. He will have some gluten-free dough as well. This is the 5th of June. Register online at cortese.net. And when you're there, you can look at all of the classes that are coming up, including uh, July, August, September, October, November, and December. We travel all around Italy for our cooking school. And June the 5th is the pizza class. And I can't wait to be a part of that with Jerry. Uh, We'd like to invite you to be as part of it as well. Check it out at cortese.net. Drop-down menu, come home to Cortese Cooking School, and uh, register today. Hey, Great Father's Day gift, huh? Bring Dad to the pizza workshop. 8030930, good morning from Dominic Cortese. And before you pick up the hammer, before you pick up the drill, pick up the phone and give me a call. I'd love to talk to you. Before we talk to you, though, we're going to talk to Leo Rolo from Lakeshore Savings Bank. Leo, one of the branch managers. What branch are you at today, Leo? The Snyder branch. Okay, Main Street and Snyder, not too far from the 290. Stop in today. They're open till noon and closed on Memorial Day to honor our veterans. And uh, tell us what's going on at Lakeshore with interest rates on savings. Yeah, so we have uh, a couple great products still with uh, some good yields on them. We are still offering our nine-month CD at an annual yield of 4.35%. So it's a great short-term savings uh, vehicle to kind of make some money quick. And we also have a liquid money market account with an interest rate at 2.62%. Awesome. Well, these are great rates. And, of course, uh, with the rising interest rate environment, you can take advantage of it being on the winning side of it uh, with uh, getting higher interest on your savings. Uh, Of course, we're paying a little bit more for money, too, right now, aren't we not, Leo? Correct. Yeah. But still, though, Lakeshore is offering the home equity loans that make sense with uh, the free services up front on uh, the appraisal and uh, the closing. And, uh, yeah, you can maybe refinance it down the road a little bit. 
Yep, and we still have, again, a great home equity product, and if anybody has any questions or wants to look into that, they can stop by or give us a call at any one of our branches. Okay, how about shouting out the uh, Snyder branch phone number? Yes, phone number for Snyder is 716-898-2101. And one more time on that. 716-898-2101. For 132 years, Lakeshore Savings Bank. Putting people first. Did you ever move your fridge only to be completely shocked by what you find underneath it? Well, it is spring cleaning time, and it's time to clean that out. And then also look at uh, reducing uh, your allergies and sinuses by cleaning out your ductwork as well. How do you do that? Well, there's only one way, and that's with my friends at Indoor Air Professionals. Celebrating 30 years in business, they come over to your house, and with the patented column duct cleaning system, they cut a hole and blast all the gunk off the sidewalls of your ductwork and leave you with a fresh scent of Canberra gel. Peter Gordon joins us on the live line. Good morning, Mr. Gordon. Good morning, Dominic. Yeah, I'll tell you, the uh, we're still getting some great testimonials uh, with the people, you know, that just have been living with sinus and allergies for a long time. And they finally take the move to say, oh, yeah, we'll be out of sight, out of mind. Yep. And they thoroughly clean their ductwork. And then lo and behold, they can stop taking allergy medication. And, you know, just some people don't take medication. They just wake up with cement nose and then that's gone after a thorough duct cleaning. Yep. And of course, we also want to mention that uh, this is the prime season now to invest in a high-capacity dehumidifier from April Air, available through Indoor Air Professionals. Yeah. I mean, well, you see it work in your uh, basement. Yep. And I mean, it's just we're delivering those every week now. People are like, you know, yeah, they're a little more expensive. No, they're more expensive. But, you know, the fact that they have a five-year bumper-to-bumper warranty five times the drying power, and then, of course, they're going to last 15 years. By the time you put the tinker toys out to the curb after three to five years, you know, we're talking about the big box store GEs and Amanas. Uh, it just doesn't uh, – these really pay, have like a four-year payout, and they save – they use a third less energy. There you go. And, of course, the medical-grade air purifier also available at Indoor Professionals. Let's get into the extra special Memorial Day weekend – hammer time discounts okay this is amazing because i really you know it, it means a lot you and i have been around the block for you know over six decades and honoring the fallen men and women that serve our country and fight for the constitution and all that our lifestyle is just amazing so we're really amping it up here so first of all we're going up to three hundred dollars off on the april air high capacity dehumidifier wow okay secondly $300 off on the portable uh, Healthway. That's the one that's 40 times more efficient than HEPA filters. The whole line is. And, uh, the, of course, the one that hooks on your furnace is 500 off. But wait for this. So duct cleaning, but you got to call me today, and I'm working until 5 o'clock. Uh, a minimum of $200 off of wow. your duct cleaning and up to 300 depending on the size of your home. And, uh, you know, but you got to call today because okay. people all be over after Memorial Day. 683-3000, 716-683-3000. Got IAP? Get it today. Hammer time. Go with the it is 1025 is Hammer Time. It's Dominic. Good morning and how are you? 
803-0930 is the number to call. We're talking about lithium-ion Paul Gorsica. He's an Erie County fire instructor by night and a uh, customs agent by day and assigned typically to the Peace Bridge, you said. Absolutely, yep. Mm -hmm. So you're, uh, you're really wearing a couple hats here. Um, let's get back into the discussion. We have a texter who wrote in, uh, why not foam these fires? Absolutely, and, that, and that's that's a, that's a great question. Um, typically, a lot of a lot of first responders kind of uh, they ask that question as well. You know, what what about the foam capabilities that we have, and how well will that work, um, and is that effective against lithium-ion battery fires, um, and specifically electric vehicle fires? Um, unfortunately, the studies that have come out of UL and specifically from the Fire Safety Research Institute um, have proven foam to be um, ineffective uh, when it comes to fighting electric vehicle fires and lithium-ion battery fires. The reason for that is really what it boils down to is that reaction. That exothermic reaction is so hot um, that the foam, what it's designed to do, is completely ineffective. Um, we have the cells that are going into thermal runaway. They produce a almost like a jet flame. Um, that is very hot. Um, we talked about kind of those exposures and how those lithium-ion batteries can cause um, fires in surrounding areas or different parts of a, of a room or your garage or things like that. Um, so that foam and the, and the properties of that foam, um, just based on the pure exothermic reaction, is completely ineffective at fire suppression efforts. So what is the um, average homeowner uh, to do, uh, not only to prevent this, but protect themselves? And what if you start, you notice that you're having, you know, a fire start in your home. What should your first reaction be other than call 911? Absolutely. So I, I think the, the, the biggest part of this is obviously public awareness um, and really understanding what lithium ion batteries are, uh, where they are, how they affect our lives, but also know the dangers um, of, of lithium ion batteries. Uh, I, I can pretty much say, given the research that um, I'm not saying that every lithium ion battery you have in your house um, after the show today are going to explode inside your home. Well, that's that's not the case. They are they are relatively safe, but there's uh, certain things that you can do to to, to protect yourself and to be aware. Um, for, first thing is make sure that you're buying those those OEM parts. You know, don't at least try to avoid going online and shopping for aftermarket parts and pieces um, for um, different charging devices. Well, you and said like you that. look for the UL label. A absolutely, UL is is huge. Um, UL the under underwriters laboratories um, have gone through and they've tested those particular, uh, those, those batteries, those, those charging packs, um, and they've deemed them to be, to be safe. Mm -hmm. um, so if, if you're going to you know, search out um, different ways to charge and, and uh, maybe some alternate battery options, make sure that they have the UL markings on them. So I've, I've said this before on the air, a buddy of mine lost his, in fact, he was on the air talking about it. He was actually in the insurance industry and he lost his house to a lithium ion battery, a car charging in the, his car charging in the garage. I mean, what could have caused that? It was a new vehicle, you know, following the instructions on plugging it in. I, he said he was told to plug it into a regular outlet. Is that not valid? Yep. So the what we will always um, tell folks in the education that we put out to the public is always follow the manufacturer's recommendations when it comes to um, charging, especially when it comes to EVs. Um, if you're purchasing, um, whether it's an e-mobility device or um, power tools, Make sure that you are adhering to manufacturer's recommendations when it comes to charging and storing those particular uh, devices. Um, the unfortunate part about it is that even in with anything in our world, there's a human element to it. Um, so one of the causes of failure 
of lithium-ion batteries potentially could be a, um, a manufacturer defect. Um, and that's still kind of, a, it is a rarity, but it mm -hmm. still exists out there. Um, and th those manufacturer de defects can um, can cause those products to overcharge. Um, they, they can produce those thermal runaway. Um, and with uh, the example that you gave with the car in the garage, um, that, that is a real danger that folks can face, um, mainly because there is no warning mm -hmm. uh, when those batteries do go into thermal runaway and they do fail. So well, he, tell the story, he told the story that uh, he got out with his bare feet and uh, they lost a dog in the fire and they had no chance to grab anything at all. Absolutely, and, that, and that's one of the pieces for the general public to to really understand is that if this ever were to happen, um, the, the the propagation or the fire spread as a result of lithium ion battery failure is very, very rapid. When we come back, we're gonna be talking with Paul about that and how uh, building materials uh, uh, have evolved and in some cases make this whole issue worse. It's the bottom of the hour and it's time for the top of the news. Back with more. Hammer time. Watch Hammer Time TV Saturday mornings at 5.30 and Sunday mornings at 10.30 on Channel 2. See Phil, Nick, and Michelle with tips for you and, of course, all of our Hammer Time partners. And, of course, Viewer Mail, which is a television version of this radio program. Hammer Time TV, Buffalo's Home Improvement Show, Saturday mornings at 5.30, Sunday mornings at 10.30 on Channel 2. My guest in studio is Paul, Paul Gorsica, and uh, Paul teaches firemen how to combat fires, and of course uh, now with the advent of lithium ion as a hazard, he's expanded the uh, class to include this subject matter. And before the break, uh, we talked about uh, how rapid a lithium ion fire will spread. That of course is compounded by the building materials that are used to build a house today and the open floor plans that we see. Absolutely. So um, the the problem is only compounded when we talk about lithium ion battery fires in, in, in residences by the new type of construction and building materials that are used. Um, so we're specifically talking about lightweight truss, um, engineered lumber, mm -hmm. and, and as you said, op open floor plans. Mm -hmm. um, if we think about how houses were, were built 20, 30 years ago using dimensional lumber, more of those compartmentalized where you kind of had an, yeah. a separate room in the house, um, it just but now, it, see, it seems to me, is it fair to say that there's really no winning against this kind of fire anyway, no matter what the building is? Absolutely. Um, I think that what we can do is is kind of push that public per, mm -hmm. uh, prevention, um, public awareness. Um, as the adage goes, close before you doze. Um, so bedroom doors should be closed at night to kind of prevent that fire spread, especially to the areas mm -hmm. that you're sleeping. Mm -hmm. um, Obviously, always have working smoke detectors um, in your home and, and have a plan and, and a way to, for you and your family to get out if there ever is That's a fire. That's the bottom line. A absolutely. Right. Um, and then look for the UL label as well. We want to make sure we get that message out. 100%. Take, take, take heed of those UL, uh, those labels, and make sure that you're, you're purchasing products that have yeah. been inspected and certified. You know, in this, uh, in this era that we're in, Paul, with uh, volunteerism being down and people being too busy to make a commitment uh, to uh, enlist in volunteer fire departments. Um, thank God for you and the men that uh, you teach um, on devoting your time uh, to being a volunteer fireman. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's 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 a it is a struggle. Um, it's a, it's a struggle um, to recruit folks to the volunteer fire service. Um, our our manpower across the state, across the country, is down. Um, it, it's something that we have. Um, many organizations between New York State uh, Fire Chiefs Association, um, 
even locally here with some uh, recent legislation that's been passed to give uh, volunteer firemen a, a benefit from uh, tax burden and, and hoping of beefing up numbers. It's We are trying to do everything that we can to um, recruit folks to the ranks to, to help out. Yeah. It, it's an uphill fight right now. Uh, again, maybe COVID did this to us, you know, kind of gave us a different perspective on life. And volunteerism, as I say, is down across the board everywhere. A- absolutely. Yeah. Um, and and we, we are we are trying uh, innovative ways, different ways of, of, of recruiting, of getting folks even to come to the door to express an interest and in, in even allowing us to kind of, you know, tell the story and, 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 and give people the information they need as to what volunteering for their local fire department is all about. I guess you got to be a special person to, you know, to volunteer to be a fireman. Now, of course, with the advent of this being another hazard to, to deal with, um, you know, there's some high risk here. Absolutely. Um, definitely some high risk. Um, we, we spoke about that building construction. We spoke about um, how, how hot and how fast these fires can burn, uh, especially in, in, in new builds. Um, they, they are the dangers. Uh, obviously, with the fire service, there is those inherent dangers. Um, I think everyone who steps up to the plate and who volunteers um, has an understanding of what those dangers are. But this new and emerging technology just kind of amps that up a little bit. Mm-hmm. To Buffalo, mm-hmm. let's go and say good morning to Bob. Bob, you're on WEN. Uh, good morning, Dominic. I just had a question I wanted to ask him. I've lived through a house fire once. I keep fire extinguishers in my home uh, at different places just in case one does not want to wait for the fire department to put out a small fire. Uh, what type of fire extinguisher does he recommend? And I do have one other question now that he's talked about how hot they are. With the talking of the covering of the 33, what happens when a car has a fire in a tunnel uh, and it's on uh, lithium wow, base? Because I got two, I had two batteries that just died on me. Just and I bought them at the end of last year, so now I got to get rid of them. But if I have a fire, like he says, how do I put it out in a hurry? Okay, that that's thank a good, you, Dominic. Thank you. That that's a great question. Um, un- unfortunately, there is no fire extinguisher out there um, for a fire that's involved. That involves lithium-ion batteries to, really? to effectively put that out. Mm-hmm. Um, even studies that have been done by UL, um, they have uh, Amorex extinguishing agent that's specifically used for combustible metals. Um, they've they've run studies with lithium-ion battery packs, um, and that particular Amorex uh, to try to put the the lithium-ion battery fires out, and that proved to not even touch it. Mm-hmm. Um, so unfortunately, with the the way that these reactions are occurring um, and the, how hot these fires are burning, really the best thing for a homeowner to do is to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, you really need to evacuate. You need to make those phone calls to 911 as quickly as possible. And obviously, if you don't know if the fire involves a lithium-ion battery, we don't want people to sit around and try to put a fire out themselves Um or try to ascertain whether or not that fire involves a lithium-ion battery. It's it's best to to evacuate the structure, get to a safe spot, make sure you're account uh, accountable to um, making accountability for all the people in your house, um, and making those informed calls to nine one one. That's that's the best thing that you do. We we just don't want somebody to try to, you know, um, put out a fire and with the rapid spread as we said before, uh, get themselves into a position where now they become trapped in their home and we have more problems to worry about. So the caller uh, alluded to. Um what happens to a car fire in a tunnel. Um, that's an interesting proposition being based on the fact of how these fires burn. Uh, you know, what do you do with a car fire, number one? And number two, uh, we just see, uh, saw NFTA take the electric buses off uh, off the road. 
Um, you know, I don't know what happened to, to that. Uh, we haven't heard much more about it. And, you know, wh- what about the natural gas buses that they had uh, that, that uh, you know, and now those have become uh, unpopular. So uh, what about vehicles of that size, a bus? Sure. Um, I'll touch on the vehicle in the tunnel. I think that would I would kind of defer to the, you know, the, the municipality that, that covers that particular area and specifically involving those um, critical infra- infrastructure. Um, I think and I would defer to the SOPs that are in place for for those particular departments on, on how they're how they're handling that particular situation. But when it comes to mass transit, um, I think we're seeing this a lot lately and, and you don't have to look very far in the news to see um, mass transit on um, buses electric buses that are being taken offline or, or entire fleets being pulled offline um, because of safety issues um, and safety for this reason of, of the spontaneousness of a fire absolutely absolutely and 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 the failure of those batteries without warning um, that's that is the public safety issue where we we now have uh, basically a giant electric vehicle um, a mass transit you know, bus with a lot um, of people a lot of people absolutely um, without warning a failure of um, of, of those battery packs, whether they're stored on the roof um, of the bus or um, underneath or at, at the rear, depending on the manufacturer. Um, and now we have that thermal runaway. Um, those fires start without warning, spread very quickly, and now we have to worry about uh, evacuating people from a confined area. So that presents um, a, a life safety hazard. Mm-hmm. And I understand that we're going to see electric school buses, too. Absolutely. Um, with mass transit, um, several School districts within the Western New York area have all have already gone to um, introducing electric buses um, within their fleet, um, and that is that is something obviously that special attention needs to be played to in, in, in terms of understanding how we're going to evacuate um, kids off of a school bus if there ever is an emergency involving the, the lithium ion or the failure of the lithium ion batteries. So tell me this: How often? Are fire departments in Western New York responding to lithium-ion batteries right now? That, that that's a fantastic question. I think overall, um, in in the message here, we we I, I obviously don't want to scare people. Saying again, as I spoke before, that all lithium-ion batteries are going to fail once the show's over and people are aware of it. Um, I think in, inherently, lithium-ion batteries they they are safe. Um, they are a great product to use. They they charge very well. They give us what we need as consumers. Um, but we do have to be aware of when they do fail. Um, that there are very serious consequences right. to that, right. um, and we really need to be we need to be prepared. So that and that's why this the public outreach campaign is is so important, yes. so that people kind of understand. Hey, if something does go wrong, you know we need to be aware of it. We need to have a plan moving forward. So, how many lithium ion fire batteries are we seeing right now? So I, I don't um, in terms of uh, lithium ion or electric vehicle fires versus the traditional um, internal combustion engine. Um, I think it's very low. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're seeing a low number, but um, I, you don't have to look far and you know even in the news to kind of see where electric vehicle fires are are happening, um, both in our community and across the country. Well, it's just that there's it, there's the consequences are so extreme. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I think the number are low between um, EV and um, internal combustion engines. And I think UL has even said that there's really not enough data out there with EVs to really kind of study that completely. So again, this is just the product of that new and emerging technology. Um, I know that we've had e-vehicles like the Toyota Prius for on the road for a very long period of time. you know, the last 20, 30 years, um, you know, the Prius came in in the late late 90s, mid 90s, late 90s. Um, so it's been out there. But I think with lithium ion, um, that technology is just continuously um, improving and evolving. 
um, that we just have to be aware of what those consequences are. Squeeze in your question before we end the show at 803-0930. This is Hammer Time Radio on WBEN. 1054 is Hammer Time. Uh, This is uh, the second week in a row that we've gotten a comment about our topic being away from home improvements. And um, I guess I would feel a little responsible for not educating the public, Paul, on this this lithium-ion issue. Absolutely. Um, I think it's it's important as uh, as somebody involved in in the fire service, um, as as a county and fire instructor that's you know responsible for for training our new firemen that are coming through our academies. Um, it's very important. A very important piece of what we do is public outreach um, and specifically public education and and fire prevention. Um, many years ago, our big push was you know making sure that we have working smoke detectors. And that still is a very, mm-hmm. very important. Um, you know, I remember even going to school being taught, you know, stop, drop and roll and, mm-hmm. and making sure that we have working fire um, detectors in our homes. With the advent of this technology and with the changing um, and emerging technologies that are coming out there and, and the trends that exist, uh, it's very important for us to, as professionals in the fire service, to educate the people that we serve, educate the community, um, and make sure everyone is aware not only um, of the dangers, but how to appropriately plan um, and deal with those dangers that exist. So talking about that, uh, the dangers go beyond the effects of fire, meaning that the loss of a structure, the loss of the car, because not only you know are you dealing with that, but you're dealing with the off-gassing and the chemical hazard that exists then from that. Absolutely. Um, Specifically, when it comes to um, disposal, um, we can look to some of the, um, the, the the great studies that are coming out of uh, New York City. They're dealing with a huge lithium-ion battery issue right now. Um, disposal of these lithium-ion batteries, disposing of them properly is, is an issue. Um, there's also an issue when it comes to um, the hazardous material um, after an, an electric vehicle suppression. Um, so not only are first responders having to deal with all of the chemicals and, and the gases uh, when these uh, batteries burn, but when we're engaging in fire suppression operations, there is a potential for hazmat and the water that we're utilizing to um, put these fires out and what effects that has on the on the environment. So that's something that we also have to be aware of. Now, you spoke about uh, looking for the UL label. Um, the fires that were uh, uh, happening in New York City with e-bikes uh, was largely Due to that, right? They weren't UL approved. Absolutely, and that, that again, that's that's a huge problem that New York City is having right now, mainly because of the population density. Um, they have uh, obviously millions of people that are living in that city. Um, a lot of uh, individuals are living in, in large high-rise apartment buildings. Um, y- these fires have been going on and has been an issue for New York City for the last several years. Um, and, un- and unfortunately, it's with um, the charging of these e-mobility devices, um, the electric bikes, um, the hoverboards, things like that, things where individuals can get from point A to point B very quickly in a major city. Um, the unfortunate part about it is they are being um, charged and, and, and sometimes even DIY um, is, is being engaged with these battery packs um, mm. to make them last longer, go farther. And uh, when these vehicles are being charged or these um, e-mobility devices are being charged, they're being charged in people's bedrooms and, and in hallways. And in many times they're blocking escape routes. And that's where um, the, the issue becomes because now we have the, the failure of those battery packs. We have that thermal runaway, that exothermic reaction, um, and people can't escape. So again, advice to the homeowner, uh, make sure that anything you purchase that's a lithium-ion battery is UL approved. 
Yep. And that you follow the charging instructions. A- absolutely. Um, and that's no matter what you're what you're utilizing, whether it's your charging your your, your cell phone to your laptop, um, even um, e-cigarettes, uh, flashlights, power tools, and even your EV. Um, always adhere to your manufacturer's recommendations, um, the manufacturer's approved pieces and parts, um, you know, um, and, and OEM pieces and parts when it comes to additional batteries and, and uh, things to charge those battery packs. Well, Paul, I want to thank you for spending uh, your holiday weekend, uh, one of your holiday weekend days with us here. And uh, I wish uh, you and your family uh, uh, success with uh, your education, educating the public here on this subject. I appreciate that. Thank you for allowing me to come on uh, to speak to this um, evolving topic to your to your listeners, and and hopefully this is the uh, the start and the continuation of our uh, public engagement when it comes to lithium ion and electric vehicle hazards. Now, if our listening audience would like more information, uh, where would you send them? Um, I would send them to the to the county, um, Erie County Department of Homeland Security and Emergency Services. Um, their website is erie.gov backslash fire. That's a great way to um, not only get some information um, ab- about this topic, but also to engage the fire safety division. Um, and uh, e- even if they need to, re- you know, request additional information um, or find out where their local fire department is to get to get help, um, we can always assist in that. Now, if we sparked anyone's interest at possibly considering uh, volunteering their time in a fire department. How would they go about doing that? So they can also reach out to the to the to the county as well. Um, the county has um, a, a lot of resources for individuals that need to identify um, what fire department is closest to them um, and can give them some great information on how to start the process of uh, volunteering within their community. All right, Paul. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Uh, I want to encourage everybody to take pause on Monday to think about those that gave their life. Uh, For us, on Memorial Day, that's what it's all about. I'll see you at the Veterans Memorial uh, after the parade on Main Street in Clarence as we uh, dedicate another 20 or so names that we've just inscribed at our Veterans Memorial that Clarence Rotary built. We'll see you on Monday there, and of course we'll see you next Saturday right back here. In the meantime, always remember that life may be hard by the yard, but by the inch. It's a cinch. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.